playing hide-and-seek with God. About a month ago, I was playing hide-and-seek with two of my kids, and I thought I knew for sure where to go to find my daughter, Faith. But as soon as I went to that place, I realized she wasn't where I thought I would find her. Sometimes when we think we've got it all figured out about God and where he's to be found, or where God's to be found, God likes to challenge us by showing up in unusual places and faces. I believe God's playfulness is one of God's most overlooked characteristics. God is playful and delights in playing hide-and-seek with each of us. Both today and tomorrow, the church points out for us two people who remind us of how God likes to play hide-and-seek in each of our lives. Now, for most of my life, when I would walk into a room full of people, I would seek out a familiar face, or if I didn't see anybody I knew, I would look for somebody subconsciously who looks somewhat like me, maybe a guy around my same age who I might have something in common with. But one day, about a year ago, when I walked into a room full of people, I made it a point to seek out someone with a face much different than my own and to go out of my way to talk with a person who looked like the loneliest person in the room. I spotted her from across the room. She was an African-American woman, about a generation older than me. She wore clothes that most would look at and immediately assume that she was homeless. As I sat down and started talking with her, it was hard to hear what she was saying but I was able to understand enough to learn that she was a recovering crack addict who was tired and hungry. I know it might sound crazy, but I believe Jesus was hiding inside her. I believe Jesus was hiding in this room, waiting to see if I would go out of my way to seek him out as he hid under the shabby clothes and other stuff that was covering him up. So I could say, I see you in there. On that day, this thought popped into my head. If Jesus can make his presence known to us in a host that looks just like a piece of bread to most, who is to say he can't make his presence known to us in what looks to us like a homeless, recovering crack addict? If we are looking for God in only familiar faces and places, then we are missing out on a whole lot of God. God can be very good at hiding in places and faces different than what we expect. That's why God gives us people like John the Baptist, who we heard about in today's Gospel reading, to point out for us where to find Jesus. About 2,000 years ago, many of the people who were waiting on the long-awaited Messiah were looking for him in all the wrong places and faces. They were looking in the temple and the faces of the priests, They were looking in royal palaces in the faces of kings, and they were looking on the battlefield in the faces of military leaders. (laughs) Now, if God wasn't playful, then why would the person chosen to point Jesus out to us be somebody who could be described as Jesus's crazy cousin? For this important role of pointing out Jesus to us, God gave us someone who lived out in the desert wasteland, someone who wore clothes made out of camel's hair, and someone who liked to eat a little bit of honey with his locusts. 
If John the Baptist were alive today, would we follow him on social media? Would we tune in to his reality TV show? Or would his outward appearance and his difficult-to-hear message about needing to change the way we've been living our lives result in us unfollowing him and changing the channel? Sometimes the person we have to go out of our way to go see and has an unusual outward appearance is actually the one pointing out for us where to find Jesus. I believe that was true for me that day about a year ago, and that was also true about 2,000 years ago with John the Baptist. So it is important to seek out God in out-of-the-way places, in different places sometimes. But other times, the opposite is also true. We may have the hardest time finding God when God is in God's favorite hiding place, in you. Even then, we may need somebody to point out God to us. Now, if you've ever been blessed to have somebody in your life who points out God-given potential they see in you, or that they see God working in your life, then you know what I'm talking about. Tomorrow, the church highlights for us a person who played this close-up game of hide-and-seek, which had a profound impact not only on his own life, but also on the lives of others for generations to come. It was in the late 4th century, the church in Milan, Italy, was in crisis. Their bishop had just died, and a chaotic situation was brewing that was about to erupt over who would be selected as the next bishop. Two factions with two very different beliefs were campaigning to get someone who shared their beliefs to become the next bishop. One faction believed in the Trinity, and the other faction did not. To help maintain order in the city, the governor in Milan went to the basilica where the people were gathering to select the next bishop. To try to prevent an uprising, the governor got up to address the assembly. You could cut the tension in the air with a knife as the governor began to speak. Then, in the middle of his address, something strange happened. He was interrupted by someone in the crowd, some say it was a child, who began shouting out the governor's name, followed by the word bishop. Immediately, others at the church joined in this chant, calling out, Ambrose Bishop! Ambrose Bishop. Now this was an inconvenient call, as Ambrose was in no way prepared for this chant or for the role of bishop. He wasn't even baptized, nor had he received any formal training in theology. Nevertheless, this chant by someone who must have seen Jesus at work in Ambrose became a great conversion moment in his life. When someone points out God-given potential they see in us, they give us permission to live up to their expectations of us. That's exactly what happened with Ambrose. Within a week and a half, he was baptized, ordained, and consecrated Bishop of Milan. Ambrose became a student of the faith, so his faith journey didn't stop there. He devoured every book about the faith he could get his hands on which is why he is now referred to as the patron saint of learning. He learned so much about the faith that he went on to become one of the greatest Catholic teachers of all time. 
This is why we call him one of the 36 doctors of the church. Not only did he become a great teacher, but he also became a great preacher. His preaching played a key role in the conversion of another unbaptized man who was living a very secular life. Ambrose would later baptize this man who, man who we today refer to as St. Augustine. St. Augustine, of course, also went on to become a bishop and one of the other 36 doctors of the church. Think about how different our faith would be today if it weren't for that person in the basilica over 1,600 years ago, that instead of remaining quiet, that person instead pointing out Jesus hiding in Ambrose. So tomorrow, let us celebrate St. Ambrose's feast day by pointing out Jesus in the life at work, in the life of someone we know in our own lives. By doing so, we could be unleashing the power of God in their lives. The words that flow from our mouths have the ability to build up somebody into the saint God is calling them to become. There could be a person in our own lives whose own journey to become a saint is meant to begin with us letting them know that we see God at work in their lives. So as we play this game of finding God hiding in unfamiliar faces and places and allow others to play this game of finding God in us, then we open ourselves up finding the fullness of God in our lives. Playing hide-and-seek allows us to be the ones who find God in the face of a baby lying in a manger, or when God is literally right under our noses in what may appear to others as simply a piece of bread. When we have eyes open to see where all we can find God, we're able to see Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, in the Eucharist. By looking for God in different faces and places, God could be hiding this Advent. We will be preparing to open the greatest Christmas gift of all, the gift of finding the fullness of God in our lives. So whether it is in a far-off manger, in the face of a stranger, somewhere a little closer to home, or in the Eucharist, let our prayer during Advent be this, Lord, help me to come find you wherever you are to be found. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs>